You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Welcome back to the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am your host, Chasta, with my two co-hosts this weekend, two of my favorite people on the freaking planet, my husband, Jay. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Aw. Wake up. (laughs) (laughs) And our producer, assistant, right arm woman, Sydney Crims. Welcome. You can already hear the dogs barking. So this is kind of funny, just to give you a little backstory as to what's going on. Uh, We are in the studio this week, but also have the door open because my studio is not big enough for three humans to fit in it. (laughs) So you may hear dogs bark. You may hear the post office dude come, whatever. Just ignore all that. So we're here because today, the day we're recording this, is one year to the day since I started broadcasting in my rock and roll bunker. Since we actually got locked down um it was this week for the bay area but everybody kind of locked down on different days so i thought it would be fun for us just to kind of reflect over the last year and talk about what this year has brought to us good bad and ugly how we survived (laughs) what we learned because the three of us on a good day in a regular year, it takes the three of us really to run our household. Thank God. Can we just give it up for Sydney Crims right now? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I have a lighter. <laughs> we only get said about, I don't know, six, six to seven hours a week, but Candles those, lit. those six to seven hours <laughs> are priceless to us. So thank you so much for, for helping sure. us maintain our sanity. Really, our household, our child, Sydney does it all. So thank you for that. But it's really been the three of us. This has been our bubble, like the three of us, really, and Cody, obviously. And then we had help from your mom, you know, like once a week she would drop in. Um, And then for the last half of the year, we really got back um, your dad and Dinah. And that was super helpful. But, you know, maybe just once a week. But really, it's just been us in our little bubble, (laughs) which has been wild. Absolutely. I would just like to thank Sid for reducing... Um, your stress because yeah. when you're not stressed out, I think it helps the overall. Uh, <laughs> how should I put this? He's being so delicate right now. Are you seeing this? Yeah, the overall dumb, vibe. He's not a dumb guy of the house. So thank you, Sydney. For it's, sure, it's true. We it, love you. What do they love say? If Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, we or, love the crap out of you know, Happy wife. Happy wife. Ha- happy life. I'm not that horrible. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. But you have a lot of irons in the fire. So any help is uh, crucial. Is, yeah. Just to go over like everything that and we all do, but you do especially. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for the acknowledgement. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do. But I mean, this is the truth. You know, like it, speaking of a good day, a good year for us is really busy. You know, we own, you own and run Green Room Music Center. Um, so that alone, just being business owners alone is a crazy undertaking. <laughs> then add a four-year-old in. And then, of course, I have two radio shows, a TV show, a podcast, all on my own. This is all stuff I've added to my plate, but it's a lot. And it's all because we're passionate people. You have your band, which you've sort of kind of started back up again in the last month or so, safely, obviously. So there's like a lot of things going on. So having Sydney has 
sincerely kept our sanity. A lot of times you allow me to work out. Running helps my sanity. You watch Cody while I do that. So it's just, it's it takes a lot to run this house. And it's been the three of us. We are team Michaelis <laughs> slash Crims. <Yeah. laughs> You're an adopted Michaelis, whether you like it or not. So yeah, let's just go back to this day one year ago whenever they said, okay, we're locked down. None of us really knew what that meant. You know, I remember having conversations with Sid specifically because you were in college mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, so what are they, what do they say yeah. at first? Like, like two I weeks? remember texting you and being like, Hey, I'm home for two weeks. If yeah. you want me to come by, like, two weeks. yeah, they just God. sent us, it was so random. It felt like email after email, like every day I'd wake up to a new email that was like, Oh, two more days virtual, or you're going to get to come back or like we, we went home over spring break. Mm-hmm. I think that was the main chunk yeah. of time that was going to be a break anyway. Yeah. And then, so they were like, okay, just take this week and next week off, I believe. And then it was kind of like, we'll see <laughs> just, what happens. That's just yeah. laughable now. Yeah. Because in those couple of weeks, that's when we ran out of groceries. Yep. That's when people were scrambling to get toilet paper. You know, no one really knew. Everyone was pivoting. Pivot. Everyone <laughs> was pivoting and doing home. Can we say panicking? panicking yeah, yeah we this can wasn't say. a pivot it no. it wasn't a pivot yet everybody right. had an eternal that's panic mm-hmm. that's absolutely Me included yeah oh, especially small business owners well small business owners and your specific business is in person only it up was until that time. point exactly yeah. especially with rock camp you know yeah. so much of your business involves you know kids gathering in a small space together right. and playing instruments together yep. so yeah panic is the word i would say yeah, it was definitely um, when the, the shit hit the fan. Um, that was my first thought because the business is built off of private lessons. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't doing any online um, at the time. So, you know, everybody's kind of touch and go and then you're feeling it out and, you know, continuing to bleach the place every morning and, the, you know, the yeah. pe- people weren't comfortable. So yeah. I had to go online. Which is a good thing. It ended up being a good thing, and it's it's what I what saved us. So anybody that stuck with me, who's listening, yeah. <laughs> who went <laughs> online, <laughs> thank you. The, I mean, not to talk about the business and myself too much, but Please. it was built off of private lessons. I used to go twenty years ago to people's houses. I had like six students, and then I started at a music store, mm-hmm. and for eight years, and I, I gained a day of students a year. That's so crazy. for for this thing to happen after a 20 year build was was pretty frightening. Yeah. And we're in a, in a I'm not complaining cuz we're in a great spot now and people we pushed on through and a lot of businesses didn't make it. So mm-hmm. when you asked me to join this podcast <clears throat> immediately I thought about gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just sure. like, whew. Absolutely. We made a, it kind of knock off. Feel, I feel the need to knock on wood. Um, you know, something that we had talked about for a couple of years um, was you going online. Like we had actually had that discussion, yeah. you know, doing the Zoom lessons or maybe doing some sort of instruction on YouTube or something. You know, it was always kind of an idea. And I think so many people had ideas like in their careers, like that they could expand, quote unquote, that ended up being a survival technique. This pushed, 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 the, pushed the envelope. Right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. pushed fast forward on people's plans. Absolutely. Or stop entirely. Uh, the crew members, people who like, you know, shows, live shows, yeah. Yeah. Um, live events. You union know. guys, yep. Yeah, union guys. People who put up the stages, the lighting, you know, bars, restaurants, all that stuff for the longest time was frozen. So all of those people didn't have a way. That was pure panic and not pivot. They didn't have any way to pivot. Yep. So a lot of people, of course, went on, you know, uh, unemployment and whatnot. And thank God for that. Um, but we it was it was a real moment of like, holy crap, like 
we got to completely shift everything. And I remember slowly Sydney and I talking about like, okay, we've got two weeks. Then I remember thinking, okay, maybe you and I had conversations because your birthday is in the beginning yeah. of June. And we were like, okay, we should be out by June. Totally. I totally and then remember <laughs> that. Just, I know. Yeah. It's so <laughs> funny now, but we we felt it. We, yeah. we thought it was going to be okay. I mean, yeah. we had legitimate hopes that we would be good by then. And it just slowly kept ticking out week by week. And then it started jumping yeah. month by month. And mm-hmm. then the whole year ended up getting canceled. Gigs kept getting rescheduled. Yeah. And everybody's and lives canceled. got pushed like in two week intervals. It was pretty, pretty amazing. Thank God the AT&T came in yeah. and, and grabbed uh, that fiber optics line. You yeah. are the communications hub of yeah. San Mateo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a in real. Case the real shit hits the fan. In yeah. case the meteor. <laughs> God bless. I'm knocking on wood every three seconds. Yeah, in case a meteor hits or... But actually what you're saying is legitimate. Like in case people don't realize that, you know, that was always the the backup. What'd you say? The murder bees or hornets. (laughs) Murder hornets. (laughs) You said said murder bees. I heard herpes. Herpes. Coachella. Shout out Coachella. That's right. In case case the clap just came back. Everybody. What is happening? Vaccinations, folks. (laughs) Saves lives. And genitals. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, oh god. wow. We just derailed. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh yeah. Fun fact. So literally, um, people who have home studios away from the radio station, it is sort of a backup plan in case something like <laughs> not herpes, in case something like that happens, we have a way to broadcast out. So I have had this studio built since I was pregnant. Jay built this for me way back when, and then it sat mostly empty for several years until a worldwide pandemic hit, and then. Of course, I was here just like that. It was one day I was at the station. Next day I was at home and we all just figured out how to make it happen. And thank God I have a job where we could continue to do so. And I'm on a show where we have great chemistry. We were able to just flow without seeing each other and it wasn't a problem. And I'm going back to gratitude. Super grateful for that. It's huge. Yeah. So those were some big taking your entire business online. Sydney coming home for her first year of college how was that for you? Lame. Like, I mean, you it was such an up and then down kind of moment. I feel like it's been okay. Like, I think it's good to not dwell on it. Like, sometimes, like, I'll do sorority stuff and be like, wow, like, I missed out on a lot. Yeah. But then I think I'm trying to appreciate, like, the things that we did get to do that were a little bit different mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have done otherwise. Like, certain virtual events where I'm like, oh, I did get to talk to more people yeah. or meet different people because of that. Yeah. So trying to appreciate those things and not be like, oh, yeah, like, we were supposed to take, like, a huge bus to formal and, like, that would have been really fun. And, oh, yeah, my big's graduating this year, so it's like, don't really get to do anything with her, but... I mean, I think you can easily fall down that vortex, yeah. you know, of like all the things we missed, you know, sure. I mean, because there was a really big laundry list. I know that I mean, you missing out on a big portion of your first year in college. Jay had a million gigs that were just gone like that. And then not just that, but from a music standpoint, you couldn't even rehearse. You couldn't even create music with anyone else like that was gone until really you what, tried to you tried, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't you weren't able um, but now, like, what, two months ago, you kind of started once a week being A little able. more than that. But I have to say, the most important part of that is the shift in your personality uh, when you got that back. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I could tell how much it was eating you alive that you weren't able to create. I always say this. I say it on the <coughs> phone. I say it on Soundwaves TV. I always say musicians, like true musicians, they play music because they can't not play music. They have to get it out. They have to create. It's in them. It lives in them and it has to come out. And I really saw that play out for you in the last year. I didn't realize how much, I mean, obviously it's a, a, a huge part of my life and has been since I was 12 years old, but I didn't really know how it would affect me. And um, thank you for noticing, by the way. Yeah, it's, uh, of course. It's, you know, definitely something that's enriching to my soul. And But I really didn't realize, obviously, you know, you say it, it's a part of my life and I need it every day, but then when you don't get it, it's just like, it was, um, yeah, there was some darkness there. Yeah. For sure. Well, you've never had it taken away from you. Yeah. Like your whole life, you've never had it taken away from you. You've never had a point where you weren't able to play. Somebody told you, you can't do this, right? That's right. never happened to you. Well, and and, and in drums uh, specifically too, it's it's a, a physical instrument too. So you not only do you get that emotional release, but you, you get a physical thing that happens too. So those endorphins kick in and yeah. everything else. So I wasn't getting a combination of, of that. Yeah. Um, so, but you continue and you continue to learn and that's, that's what I did. It was, it was just kind of brush up on stuff that I hadn't, uh, you know, practiced before and, yeah. you know, continue to invest in yourself. And that's, that's one of the, the important things, um, about this whole thing is, is like, you have to evolve or not perish, but you know, you have to, to embrace the change. You really do. Like if you went into 2020, being an anti-change person, as a lot of people are. I mean, change is hard, typically. Anything, you know, that's hard and changes you is, is you know, that's tough to accept. But if you didn't, if you just refuse to change, refuse to evolve, refuse to move forward, you really had a much tougher year than a lot of other people. So many people were coming up with side hustles and alternate jobs and figuring out, yeah, I mean, figuring out how they were going to make ends meet and all that stuff. Like, you completely refigured your whole I did the existence. store to to buffer the, the rock camp loss. Um, we had to shut down rock camp altogether. Yeah. But these are things I needed to do anyway. I needed, right. I needed to, uh, you know, expand the store, um, in terms of, uh, the retail aspect. Yeah. Um, and I needed to go online Yeah. and that's what saved me. You know, people found out former students found out that I was teaching online and, and from uh, other States even. Yeah. So the people, the kids that, that, and the parents that were, uh, did drop out that were, um, either lost their jobs. Right. Yeah. College. Or moved to yeah, or moved to college. You know, it's uh, thank God for the online. Yeah, thing, no for sure. kidding. So, with that being said, the whole evolve or perish—that's a dramatic version of it. But with that idea, that's a lesson that you learned. Obviously, what were other lessons that you feel like looking back over the last year of life? Like, what do you feel like you gained out of all this? Good, bad, indifferent, whatever it is. What would you say, Sid? I think for sure, looking at time in a different way. I think like. For all of us, especially like we feel like we're all people, we're workers, right? Like yeah. we want to get stuff done. And I think sometimes when you just have that time at home and you're just chilling for like a week or so at a time, you're like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I just remember those first few weeks and even few months just being like, what am I working towards? Like, I need something to do. And I think it's appreciating when you do have downtime as well. Mm. But I think for me, I've learned a lot about you know, taking time to enjoy like leisure activities or, you know, not responding to an email at 11 p.m. because I'm at home and have my computer in front of me. Like putting up yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Like that became really important for people working at home because there's there's two ways of thought here and nothing pisses me off faster than people who say like, oh, they're working from home. Oh, yeah, they're working, you know, air quotes. BS. It's the opposite direction. If you're a hard worker, then you never stop working. Jay deals with this 
again in a regular year not pandemic he always is is working because he's a small business owner that's yeah. how small business we, owners that are. was an issue for us that was an issue uh, for we us. struggled with that it's like oh hold on yeah you know that we worked through i and gotta schedule this real quick I'm like, yeah nope but the real quicks you know they add up at oh, eight yeah. o'clock at night Wait, yeah. i'm just gonna do an email real quick and that's 10 i gotta minutes. run to the studio real i gotta quick. run to the studio real quick yeah. yeah i gotta send a text real quick oh i need yeah. to go you know whatever it is all those things add up and before you know it you're never off the clock yeah you're never not thinking about work you're whole existence becomes your job and that's not healthy obviously in relationships like what we dealt with but just for yourself like you need downtime you need family time you need time for hobbies you need time for something else absolutely besides you know work just for your sanity and I think for me it wasn't a super hard transition for me personally because I'm a den animal I'm a cancer I'm a crab I like to be in my hole I like to be alone I like chasta time so like the social aspect of it wasn't super hard for me. Don't get me wrong. I miss my friends. I miss my family. I miss everybody I love. I miss live shows. Like I miss our hobbies, you know, things we, I miss date night for God's sakes. Like we've sort of gotten that back a, a little bit, but you know, our date night, that was live music. And that's one of the things I miss the most. I miss Disney. I miss mm -hmm. travel. Like, but I mean, I wasn't, I was blessed enough to have a family, to have the two of you and Cody that we saw every day that was like, okay, we have our little circle, right? We have our little bubble. So I wasn't going through this alone. And that's a big difference too. You know, there were so many people who had to, to, they had this journey by themselves. It's huge. I, yeah. I can't imagine. That would have been really me tough. Either. The isolation part of it. Yeah. Um, so for me, the hardest part was slowing down. Like just recognizing that I needed to slow down anyway. And this was a forced, grinded halt, <laughs> which I never do to myself, ever. You're mentioning, Sid, we're workers, we're hustlers, we're always next goals, yeah. list, what's on the calendar, go, go, go. And in the, especially in the beginning, it was very surreal for me to just not ha start erasing things off the calendar and taking appointments away. That was like, I felt like... I was living life in reverse. Oh yeah. Like having a week in my planner that just had nothing, nothing. on it. Like, Oh wow. That right. never happens. And that happens yeah. so often in that, yeah. in the beginning, there was nothing to do. There was nothing we could do. Yeah. And like you said, it's so true. Like nothing to work towards. Yeah. Which actually is why this podcast came to be. This was something that I had wanted to do for a while. And I think it came along. We launched it last April. So it's been almost a year last April. And I think, you know, this is a, a love of both Sydney and I's, you know, we, we got together to launch this. And I think this podcast actually really gave us something to look forward to mm -hmm. and to work towards, to get good guests on, to talk about important issues, to do things like the rock your life run, you know, to host things with meaning, mm -hmm. to like give us some sort of something. And I'm super grateful for that. But the, the slowdown piece was hard. That was the hardest for me just because it's just everything against me. <laughs> it's like not yeah. my nature at all. So slow down, Evolver Parish. I love that one. Also something I really noticed was we have everything we need, right? It was appreciating the little things. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. like, and just appreciating like just each other that mm -hmm. we have everything we need in each other in our little family here, but also physically, like we have shelter, we have food, we have toilet paper, Netflix. <laughs> we have Netflix, <laughs> hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, this yeah. house. Yeah. This home, this studio, yeah. you know, we have the technology we need to take the music center online. You have the technology you need to go to school online. Yeah. Yeah, Jay has said so many times, and it's so true, you know, in the Spanish flu, they didn't have any of that crap. Yeah. You know, and all we needed to do was stay home. And some people had a hard time with that. But 
that's what we needed to do. So like we really, how wonderful that we had everything we needed and we still do, Mm -hmm. you know, and it makes you look at life quite a bit different, at least for me, you know, the, the crap we aspire to have, you know, the, the dream cars, the dream houses, the dream clothes, the wardrobe, whatever, none of it mattered. This was the great equalizer this year. We couldn't drive the cars. We couldn't go on the fancy trips and the jets. We couldn't even wear heels. I've worn Uggs every day for an entire year now, my ratty old Uggs. So it equalized everyone, everything and everyone, you know, even like bands going back to music there, I guess, you could say there are tiers, you know, it's like in the Hollywood world, you know, there's a list, B list, whatever in, in bands, you've got bands like Metallica that are at the top of rock and roll. And then you've got local bands and a lot of bands in between. And so, but now it was really like all bands, they came to a screeching halt. None of them could really be creative in the way that they wanted to. And they couldn't play, they couldn't tour. And so even they were on for once an equal playing field. Isn't that a trip? Yeah. And what an opportunity for independent bands to put out their own stuff and get out there now that everybody's in front of their, you know, phone or computer. That was our only way of connecting. Mm -hmm. So that was our only way of connecting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a good way to put out content and and be able to be creative in a different, totally different way. Yeah. I mean, your band did videos, you know, from four different places, four different houses and edited (laughs) it together. And I mean, it was remarkable. We put on whole shows for Soundwaves TV, helping the music scene. You know, we did our banding together specials and we were getting videos from everybody in their living rooms and editing it all together. I mean, that was nuts. Absolutely. Talk about putting the wheels on in motion. (laughs) We were really doing that. Yeah. I think what this definitely illuminated was it softened or it um, buffed out the overall grind the everyday grind everybody's grinding always right trying to uh survive or or get accomplish or to you know pay for that car or that house and that kind of thing what it did was it stripped away the layers of finding or rediscovering at least for me um the original spark of whatever your passion might be Mm -hmm. so um i think that gave a lot of people um, a chance to do that yeah or at least just be quiet with their own thoughts which is really few and far between in in this world you know so it's I spent many many a minute or half hour in the backyard just looking at the sky (laughs) and truly before the last year I know people are nodding their head right now they're like yep thank god we live in California (laughs) everybody did that you know I mean that's that's part of that slowing down thing Mm -hmm. like you know going outside because going out of our houses even if it were just in the backyard you know, that became our <laughs> lap of luxury was a patio and fresh air. A little sanctuary. Our yeah. sanctuaries, you know, watching the birds and watching our child play in the backyard, you Flowers know. Flowers grow. They, seriously. Yeah. I mean, we've done so much of that. Um, we've planted two or three gardens at this point. You know, and, and what's amazing to me, too, and the best part of all of it for me was the time. You know, we had such quality time to be together as a family, especially with Cody, because he's only going to be this age once. And I, because I was home, I didn't have the commute. I was able to be here. I personally got to see so much more of him than I would have. I mean, you could count up hours every single week, probably eight to 10 hours a week that I, because of that commute that I'm home, you know, and I get all, I get lunches with you guys. Now, when I go in just to go to the bathroom, I see what you guys are doing or playing with or whatever. And I can run by and get drive by kisses and stuff like those little micro moments to me are priceless. And that's why like heading back out of this, I think a lot of people, including myself will have a little bit of a struggle with some of the good parts that came out of this. Absolutely. You know, because we don't really know 
what is going to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's going to stay and what's going to go. Spending this time with Cody has been um, invaluable, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the world through his eyes, especially because, you know, kindergarten is right around the corner mm-hmm. and it's going to be, he's going to be in, you know, middle school in no time. And he's not going to so. care about us. He'll still care about Sid. Sid'll, yeah. Sid'll always be cool. <laughs> He'll be flipping me off. <laughs> Sid doesn't have to discipline. So she gets yeah. the fun stuff. Although you do. When yeah. you need to, you do. Yeah. And you're good like that. But I think adding to the, the reflecting part of, of that, you know, doing that with Cody as well. But like very, um, I find, I found myself at least more than a couple of times, like reconnecting with nature too, you know, yeah. doing the you know, Walt Whitman leaves of grass kind of you know yeah. it's a tiny little blade of grass yeah you know and and being aware of the cycle and where everything kind of fits I think everybody's been trying to see where they fit in this world especially when the world gets turned upside down yeah you know you're just like okay so and it's really what's it's, real it's brought us it's yeah it's brought us to a painful yet very important reality of the circle of life there's been yeah. so much death um, yeah. and destruction over the last year and not just with the pandemic, but point. with, you know, the race wars and everything else that happened. And um, we've seen a lot of heartbreak inside of the last year. And I think it really it, it brought us to our knees in a lot of ways that we probably needed to. And, you know, going back out of this pandemic, who you want to reconnect with. Right. I mean, there may be p- people that were in your life that shouldn't have been or you didn't want there to be. I'm going to go back to Rachel and Dave Hollis <laughs> going through a divorce in this time. But, you know, I mean, that that was another real significant angle to the pandemic was people and their relationships. All of a sudden you had relationships that, you know, existed in a very specific way. They weren't together all the time because they worked outside of the home or they traveled or whatever. And then now they're back together all the time working in the same house, hanging out in the same house, parenting in the same house. And it didn't work out for a lot of people. They were forced to be with each other too much. Uh, can I just shout out to the, all the teachers and the parents with mm-hmm. multiple kids doing the Zoom thing. and At their house. And there's yeah. a light at the end of the tunnel, looks like, right? Again, so, knocking uh, on yeah, wood. <laughs> everybody's breathing a sigh of relief. We're not out yet, but... I mean, shout out to all the teachers oh, like yeah. trying to make it work. and Shout out to anybody who doesn't have a SID, too. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. We know. have, you know, Cody. Yeah. And he's not yet in school. He's done a couple of math classes and Zoom and stuff like that. But people that are mo- doing multiple kids, multiple kids, four or five mm-hmm. kids, and like the multiple teachers, grades, too. Teachers. I, mean, I can't say it enough. They, those are the, the warriors, as well as the, uh, you know, the medical staff sure. on the front lines. On so. a very selfish level, I'm yeah. glad that Cody is only four. And then he wasn't <laughs> yeah. in school. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would have been tough. Even the one 45-minute class yeah. was a little humbling to do with mm. it. Like, I was like, oh, right? let's let's focus. Exactly. Or like, oh, I want to play with my Power Rangers. It, yeah. We're in class yeah. for 40 minutes. Like, exactly. let's just get through it. And that yeah. was 45 minutes. Yeah. You think about all the little ones that are doing half days and full days, and I can't even imagine. So I pray to God by the time he goes to kindergarten <laughs> in August that we're back in real schools and you know just because i also want him to have his kindergarten experience in that way social yeah yeah yeah, his social he is a social little butterfly yeah (laughs) he's so many things (laughs) anything else that you guys want to mention i wanted to touch on one thing when we got covid i feel like we need to at least reflect on that we did (laughs) (laughs) you know i've had actual i i've had emails come in that have asked us to talk about our covid i know (laughs) our covid uh 
moment. And, you know, we're four months out of it, three months out of it. Something we got it. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. So it was a wonderful Thanksgiving. You know, to be honest, it was very uh, ironical. It was. It was. (laughs) It was. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for now? (laughs) Yeah. Thankful for that breath? I thought so. Yeah. It was that moment. To be honest, like there were a couple days that are so blurry to me. Literally with Thanksgiving, the only thing I really remember is I remember the Thanksgiving Day parade being on the TV. And I do remember somehow, some way, somebody, I think it was your dad and Dinah dropped off some sort of Thanksgiving food and I tried to eat it. Yeah. And I took one picture of you and Cody. Right. And you look like death on a ham sandwich. I did? You did. You were miserable. I mean, we were so... I didn't even want to text you guys to check into it. I was like, they're just going through it. Like, I don't want to... Like, I don't want to text something else that she has to respond (laughs) to or anything. You know what I mean? I I was like, I don't even know what to do. Because I didn't get it. I was at my house. Here's the thing. We... A lot of people get it and don't have any symptoms. So we... We're not... I'm not saying, you know, woe is me. A lot of people... Um, were hospitalized. Oh, and they, had kind of they had it way worse. They had it way worse. We had the mid-level one, but we were right at the top of the mid-level one, almost to the hospital. Yes, there were. There was a moment so, there where we looked at each other and we were like, "Is this? Is this when we go to the hospital?" I'm not gonna lie, dude. Um, when I got that positive back, and you know, after Cody false negatives twice and that kind of thing, I I was pretty damn scary. It was actually scary. just because people our age are are passing away not to like you don't immediately go to that but it's you know there's a, a point 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 one percent <laughs> i mean you know I sure mean, yeah no, I mean, we can get hit by a bus too yeah so of course. i mean that, that's in your mind as well so now it just it just came from how do we get through this yeah so what do we need to do it felt like the barricades came down too because i remember oh, calling yeah. sid and it was like holy crap because ours was very confusing just just for clarity's sake Cody got sick and he went to the doctor and he took a COVID test. It was negative. He actually took two. They were both negative. And the doctor said he's probably just has something that a four-year-old would get. Mm -hmm. And it was literally, that was the sentence. And it was like, okay, he was better in two days flat. No problems. Fast forward five days. Jay had a Kaiser appointment that he almost didn't go to to get tested because you were getting tested frequently at that point because- Because you were seeing... There was every, a couple scares. There were a couple scares. You were seeing a couple of students and we had a scare. So you were like, should I go? And I was. I remember telling you, I was like, yeah, you have the appointment anyways. Just go take it. Peace of mind kind of thing. Okay, great. He goes and he comes back positive. And neither one of us had symptoms. And it was like, what? I remember you opening my studio door. I was on the air and I, I turned around and looked at your face. You were white as a ghost. I was. And I was terrified and I picked up the phone and I called Sid and cause I shut her down. I didn't want her in the house. We called your parents, shut them down. Didn't mm-hmm. want them in the house. Thank God we did that. You didn't get sick mm-hmm. Sid and not, none of your parents did. And thank God for your dad and Dinah. They were here every day. Absolutely. Dropping off OJ or something on the porch. Orange juice or food or Minions, something. cookies for Cody. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was, food, medicine. So we everything. had a healthy son. Yeah, so and he was both healthy. of us had COVID. He, yeah, both of us had COVID at the same time. Cody was already I laugh better, about it now. And we, we couldn't have any help. Yeah. So it was like, okay, so I remember Rochambeauing. Like, who's sicker at the moment? Who can go there play with There was a couple of times where it was like, you're, you're bad, so I got up. Exactly. It was, yeah. it was, back, it was back and forth. So, I, I mean, in, I like the way you put it. It could have been so much worse, but we also yeah. did not have the easy case. It was, a, it was a really tough, like, six or seven days for us. 
Oh, um, I knew something was like the night before I couldn't uh, sleep and I had like a headache and, uh, and my, my heart rate was like up and I'm like, some, my body was literally like something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. Yeah. And we had like 103 temperature. It was, it was mm. really scary. The yeah. quote unquote malaise, which is a new word I oh found out gosh. in 2020 for me. Uh, the malaise, the extreme fatigue, extreme exhaustion. Anybody that's had it has, that's listening to this is like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's literally like you're wearing a sandbag sweater vest. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm not laughing. I know. Yeah. I, I laugh because I, I don't want to cry. Because we're pretty motivated people, right? Oh, my like, God. We get motivated. And I'm, I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. I remember that week I came back was basically just kind of like a reset even for you and I just like it, it was almost like a clean slate where it was just what? like I, we don't even remember what we did two, three weeks ago like we just got to yeah. start over start doing new stuff because it was kind of just like everything went on pause and then it was like with just kind of that forgetful week like it's almost yeah. like you had a haze of like a week two weeks when you had it and we kind of just rebooted everything that's exactly yeah. right that's how it was coming out of that there was a point too where I was like wow I never take any time off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It you was, know. it forced you to take some time off. After, after the, <laughs> the panic of, you know, this, the whole journey of saving the business and that kind of thing. And yeah. Uh, then this happened. I was like, uh, well, and then you're coming out and you're like, wow, well, this is part of the gratitude part is coming out of it. Right. You're like, yeah. oh, well, okay. So yeah. my O2 levels are good and that kind of thing. And we're not, we're not trying to over dramatize no. anything. No. It's to accept, you know, you know, getting it was a drag. I just think it's important <laughs> to be real with people though. Too, yeah. It's not just, a flu. You know, there, yeah, no, it's no, not, no. it's a little more than a flu. There are people who get it and miraculously don't have symptoms. I don't understand that. I'm no doctor. Um, and then there's some people that just lose taste and, you know, and smell. Mm -hmm. And then there are people that really start to get the symptoms. So we were that mid-level range. Was, I'm just grateful. That I immediately worse. got, like, it hit me, you know, it was hitting us very hard at the peak. Yeah. And I immediately got scared. I was like, our parents would not, I don't know if they would fare very well Immediately. With this. That was our thought. Yeah. So I was legitimately like scared. Yeah, that's really scary. That is scary. Yeah. yeah, for the people that you know that are either immunocompromised or you know in their seventies, eighties, you we're go, pretty healthy. You're way more healthy <laughs> than I. Am. But I'm, I'm some pretty healthy. You're healthy by force. <laughs> I'm by force. <laughs> I make you drink your greens every no, day. I, but I no, think, you're healthy. I thank lucky stars. But I'm I'm glad we thank at you. that moment were. You're welcome. Um, I'm glad at that moment we were as healthy as we were because I think that that really really helped us get through that moment but yeah. it was tough so that you know for anyone who really wanted us to kind of dive into what it was like it was awful <laughs> don't try your hardest not to get it that's all I'm gonna say um I think is there anything else that you guys had in your brains that you want I just want to put it out there anybody that did lose a parent or anything oh my um, god our uh, our hearts are are out there we know several people yeah no one immediately close to us but we knew several people who I do pass away and that yeah, was really their dads yep. yep yep i know a couple of people who lost um spouses which i can't imagine so yeah it's i can't i can't imagine don't want to imagine and our hearts go out to you certainly it was a really dark time um today on, makes me angry yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> You want to flush that out? No. Okay. Just, no. <laughs> I know what you're saying. That's another we'll, podcast. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, today, when I opened up my Facebook page, it was a memory of today. You know, Facebook memories popped up, and I put up a quote last year that I thought was really fascinating, and I don't know where I got it, but it said, in dark times, you control the light you put out in the world. 
And, you know, I wrote that down several times throughout the year on my darker days, you know, when we were either sick or stressed out or feeling overwhelmed, losing money, whatever it was. I remember going back to that quote several times uh, because it's true. And that was probably the biggest lesson for me in summation is that we have far less control over what's going on in the world than we think that we do on the regular. It's a thin bubble. It is a thin bubble. Exactly. And so our little bubbles were burst and we realized that, you know, control is an illusion (laughs) (laughs) and plans are an illusion. Make them be hopeful, you know, have all the plans, all the aspirations and all that stuff, but just realize, you know, that what's important are the small things and that you really do have far less control than you think you do. So roll with it. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's up to us. Exactly. That's right. It's up to us. And if you're really just like me, the good Lord above. (laughs) Thank you to YouTube for being my saving grace this year. Seriously, Sid, thank you for, because you took a chance being with us, you know, leaving your family and being with us. That was big, but we were all really careful. Mm -hmm. I felt like we did this as, as best we knew how. Our bubble was tight. Our bubble was tight, and we still got it. We still got it. But we kept our bubble tight. We were very, very cautious. If anyone would step out of the bubble, you know, go on a trip to San Diego, (laughs) we would test, test, you know, um, I'm joking. We didn't get it from work. No, no. Um, yeah. Just throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> just, for, just for any students or students' yeah, parents that yeah, are listening. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, we did the best that we could, and I think that's what everyone did was just the, did the best they could, you know, ma- managing businesses and families and lives in school and in uncharted territory. You know, we all went through a pandemic that none of us had ever been through before, so... We're here, and thank God for that. Knock on wood, I feel like the light at the end of the tunnel is there. We're starting to see things slowly come back, and I pray we keep going down that path. So love you both. Thank you for being here. Back at you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we made it. Knock on wood. <laughs> All right, you guys, make sure that you subscribe if you have not already. If you want to reach out to any one of us, you certainly can. My email is chastaonair at gmail.com. You can get either Sid or I at that email address. Um, on Instagram, you can follow Sid. Sydney.crims. And Jay on Instagram is? J-A-Y, Michaelis, one word. You should probably spell Michaelis too. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-I-S. Michael with an I-S. <laughs> there you go. That's a tough one for everybody, including me. And I've been married to you for a long time. Hey. And, no, it's true. I have to spell it out. Whenever I write it, I still spell it out to this day. It's a tricky one. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, at Chastalyn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. Thanks so much for being here. We hope that you find some way to reflect on the last year and find a little love and light in it as well. Until next week, remember, rock your life.